What's going on, folks? It is Thursday. That means we are back to preview this Sunday's matchup against the Panthers and get into a lot more. we got a very, very special guest. You heard that right. That's two varies to joining us tonight to help us do that. And we will about to get at it. Let's go. What's going on, Falcons fans? It is episode 61 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, an Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John, your host, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Mike Cottrell. What's going on, buddy? Can you hear me, Mike? It looks like Mike is frozen. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our uh, our special guest, Aaron Freeman from Locked On Falcons. Everybody knows what's going on, Aaron. What's going on, man? Uh, appreciate you guys having me. Of course. There's Mike. Are you back, Mike? I'm back. I don't know what happened. I thought I was going to miss out. I came here for my man, Aaron, out of your falcon mind. I wasn't going to miss out, man. Jeez. Uh, I don't know what. It was an IT glitch. Yeah, early, on. early fumble. Marcus Mariota. Early fumble. <laughs> I fumbled oh, the snap right out the gate. Here we go. But yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm excited. Yes, sir. Aaron, man, again, thanks for joining us, man. It's going to be uh, it's awesome. We've been wanting to have you on a while. We finally, uh, finally sent you a message and got you on, so we appreciate it. No problem. Here with the Variety Sports Network, as always. And guys, thank you all for listening and watching on YouTube. Uh, if it's if your first time in watching or listening, make sure you drop us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, and like on YouTube, of course. Tell all your Falcons friends. Helps us keep, be uh, get out there and be more visible to the Falcon community. Um, Aaron, for those folks that don't know you, who are you? <laughs> Man, um, yeah. if Aaron got to introduce himself, you lame. <laughs> name if he got to introduce himself but do it anyway buddy i already uh, did but yeah, you know guys, people could check me out uh on locked on falcons daily monday through friday on you know whatever podcast platform you're looking forward to including youtube and uh if you're just looking for snarky falcon takes you can follow me on twitter at falc fans and occasionally I'll, I'll throw up you know less snarky content over at, at the falcoholic <laughs> yeah this is true yeah it's it's always a good follow you'll have to uh you know you can always it's funny because some of the folks that don't understand the snarkiness with the sarcasm they can get pretty angry with you you know yeah, and it's, it's it's that's the fun that's the it fun. is <laughs> it is pretty fun to watch i gotta admit to sit back and just watch the comments flow um so man so before we get into it aaron so we ask everybody that comes on the show kind of uh these typical falcons questions how and when did you become a falcons fan oh so many years ago 30 years ago um, I was a snot nosed kid, you know, changing NFL teams every day. And like, oh, I like the Jets because they're green and Jets are cool. I, I like this team because they have different colors or whatever. And so my dad would travel a lot for his job. And every time he would travel, he'd come back with a new souvenir. And by the time he came back, I have a different team. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not a fan of that team. He's like, man, you, you got to stick with one team, man. I, you, I'm spending all this money on you. You got to stick with one team. So eventually, Around that time, I was told by my grandfather that I had a, a cousin, uh, a distant cousin that played for the Atlanta Falcons by the name of Brian Jordan. People may remember him as safety oh, yeah. that State. played for the Falcons and then went on to play baseball uh, following in the footsteps of Deion Sanders. And so around that time, Brian Jordan was still playing football. 
And so I was like, okay, well, that's a pretty good reason to to become a Falcon fan. And that was right around the too legit to quit year uh, with oh, yeah. Dion and, and that offense cooking and all that stuff. So it was easy for me to jump on that bandwagon. And uh, you know, it, it's been it's been up and down <laughs> in the decades since. Uh, you know, some some days you you regret that decision, like why. By the eight-year-old me, you, you made a horrible decision back then <laughs> to stick with this team. But, uh, you know, some days it, it, it is great. So that, that's sort of my origin story. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why this is at Penn State. I was thinking of uh, the other uh, safety that we had from Penn State. I can't think of his name right now. But, you know, I'm talking about uh, Brian yeah, Scott. Bryce Scott. I don't know why I said Brian. Yeah. So I know Brian, I know I do. Brian Jordan was a distant cousin. That's awesome. Uh, but hey, that's, that's literally about the same time when we, Mike and I both. The exact same year. Yeah. That too yeah. legit to quit. Man, I yeah. saw that too legit to quit. I was hooked. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was 1989, 90, right around there. And then yeah, yep. same deal. I mean, we, you know, endured some pretty bad years and some, uh, you know, pretty fun years and then some more bad years. And so it's, it's been a, uh, yeah, I mean, like after the Super Bowl, uh, I've told this story before, but um, like my my son was five, you know, and he went to bed at twenty eight to three, and uh, he was feeling good, he was happy, and everything was great. He woke up the next morning and he, you know, asked me the final score. I didn't even want to tell him, but I told him. The dude literally cried, and I felt like a terrible dad. I thought yeah. like maybe I should have. I should have steered him a different team, you know, because maybe this is not going to be good for him. But, but I, I give him credit. He stuck with it. He's still a fan. And uh, actually, he he'll, he makes picks with us on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And most most of the time, he beats us, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, he but, does. Um, yeah. Man, I basis. got a question for you, Aaron. Like, what was your favorite? Like, you got to see a few errors now. What was your favorite error? Like, what was your favorite time as a Falcon fan? And I'm not talking about winning, like, when we were the best. I mean, what was your personal favorite when you was enjoying it the most i probably would say the early mike smith days okay okay was like because it was just so long since the team had been good and we'd mm-hmm. gone you know the, the yeah. vic roller coaster and the patrino years and it was just mm-hmm. like you know like i remember when matt ryan threw that uh throw to michael jenkins against the bears uh, that set up that game winner for, I guess it was Jason Elam then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember because I had a, a friend of mine that was a Bears fan and, you know, I was at a sports bar and I was like walking out the bar, a little tipsy, and I, I called him up and I was just like, I was just so pumped because I'm like, oh man, like we're back. You know, this is this yeah. is different. This is going to be mm-hmm. uh, different. So those years, you know, it, it wasn't always great during those years, but like it felt like, okay, we're on the verge yeah of something uh and so i i think i probably enjoyed those yeah. years the most yeah that's i might agree with you buddy that's yeah, I, i've never I mean, thought about it until i just asked that one but he just convinced me <laughs> so i think i might agree with him yeah, yeah i mean it's true because I mean, you felt the best like we had the best possible chance to win we well, yeah. got a, you had a young good quarterback which was yeah. that's like so hard to to get that's something i think you know we went through the hit rate on quarterbacks a lot too long ago and i mean this like twenty mm-hmm. percent when you when you're drafting a quarterback is not very it's not very good. So yeah, that was exciting times. So do you have a favorite player from this history or just not really? I mean, usually Dion is yeah. is very high up there. Me too. Yeah. Um, Julio is very high up there. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I could I could rattle off a, a whole bunch of names, but those those are the two guys that to me felt like special. Those are yeah. the guys I'm. You know, if I 
have grandkids like those are going to be the players that I'm going to tell my grandkids about like oh you didn't you didn't see Dion you didn't see primetime high stepping you know you didn't see Julio Moss and Luke Keekley and you know like all oh, these yeah. hall oh, of fame yeah. players all that stuff so yeah I think those are the two guys that I will have the most positive memories about yeah yeah, hundred percent. So, so, who would you tell your grandkids is the most underrated Falcon of all time? Like the B list one that nobody really give all the shine to, but who you personally was like, man, that dude was good. Trust me, Jonathan Bevino. That's that's my guy. Oh wow, okay, love it. Yeah, I love. Yeah, guy. that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, he was a stalwart right there in that line for you, man. What about you, John? Same question. <laughs> Uh, you weren't. You didn't tell me you were going to ask questions to me. Um, no, I didn't. I just come up with these as I go. Uh, under <laughs> out of your falcon mind, man. Yeah, let, let me think on that. To the end. I'll okay. have an answer for you for in the show because yeah. I, I don't have a guy that like just popping in my head at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, that's awesome. Well, hey, we'll move on, Mike. We got an email, man. And uh, okay, Aaron, you can uh, jump in on this too. Mike, this is from Antonio. Said, Mike, John, what's good? Just curious, which of y'all normally does a Twitter account? I just want to say that y'all are an underrated follow. How about that? Uh, thanks, Antonio. Uh, I caught your show about four weeks ago, and it's a lot of fun, man. I'm sure you said it on previous episodes, but how did you guys meet and start this pod? Also, last week, also, just jumped around here. Last week was a fluke for Carolina. We're beating them by 17 or more this Sunday. Your thoughts? <laughs> and we'll get into that. We'll get into that, that in a little bit. Yeah, man. That we'll was a lot, so, man. What's his name? Yep. That was uh, Antonio. Antonio, yep. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, Thank man. you, man. So, uh, so I do about 95 percent of the twitter um yeah but mike, well you'll know it's mike because mike signs yeah. everything that you'll know it's like the things i say <laughs> i do not want to attach to john so if you notice i put my autograph on them so don't come for john the things i say should be me and only me that's why i sign them but yeah. you're like about five percent uh especially on sundays you might see me do it yeah yeah Most there's if there's time. Right. If there's a Sunday that my kids got a baseball game yeah. and I can't see the game uh, in live, then that's when that's when Mike takes over and goes yeah. after it. Um, yeah. How did? Yeah, we did talk about it before. But yeah, man. So Mike and I met um, in 2010, uh, nine, 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 something like that. 2009. Um, we worked for the same college here in town and uh, we had cubicles kind of diagonally from each other. He just moved down from D.C. I just moved back to Atlanta from Las Vegas. Um we just kind of connected and we both were Falcons fans and we hit it off. We had becoming really good friends and we've just, I mean, for the last, what, you know, 12 years or so we've texted or slashed or called each other every Sunday about the games. And eventually we were just like, let's, let's just do a podcast. Like, we're going to talk about it anyway. We might as well just put it out there and see if anybody likes it. If they do mm -hmm. cool, if they don't, all right, we'll just go back to texting and calling and go on about our lives. Um, so anyway, that's how that worked. That's how that happened, but it's, it's worked out great, man. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Carolina. So we'll get into Carolina a little bit, and we'll answer that question in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, Mike, what did you think? Have you, did, you, did you hear any of the uh, press conferences or anything like that? From Matt? Yeah. What? No, no, no. Not, well, well, we can get into that too later, but not from the coaches. No, no. Nope, All right. Not a thing. All right. Did you, did you catch any of those today, Aaron? No, I did not catch the ones today. I tried to get most of them. So um, – Basically, the thing with uh, Dave Ragon, they asked him about the Carolina uh, offense. He just said, well, basically, um, they're trending well defensively, um, and they're going to have their work cut out for them. And they do have some players on defense that, you know, guys that we would know, like Brian Burns and Shaq Lawson. Or, I'm sorry, Shaq Thompson, uh, J.C. Horn, who's been injured. Um, and, of course, they held the 
the Bucks to three points last week. So, I mean, that was kind of out of nowhere. Nobody expected that, but uh, they did. So, I mean, was what do you think, Aaron? Is Carolina just like was that an aberration, like an aberration that they happened, or is Bucks just not as good as we thought they might be? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think Carolina's a better team than what they had shown the first couple of weeks. So I feel like that game was kind of a bounce back for them and kind of playing, you know, at a point in the season where I think everybody sort of still saw this as a lost year for them with a higher firing their head coach and potentially having the number one overall pick and going through quarterbacks that weren't quite working out and all that sort of stuff. So it did seem like they kind of played fast and loose and, and without any uh, fear and, and, and that, worked out for them but I, I also sort of think the bucks aren't very good um and you know when you know tom brady has not been the usual tom brady he, he's been good at times but their their offense just does not look the same in, in terms of the, its sort of potency and whatnot so i i do feel like you know respect the carolina for winning that game and they definitely deserve to win that game but i also think you know tampa bay is not very good yeah i would agree with that um yeah they tampa bay, they had 46 yards of rushing like they cannot rush the ball at all i mean that's kind of been yeah uh, really not you know part of their their season this year and on the other hand carolina went for 173 last week um which which was kind of crazy because i mean they what was his name uh Deonta foreman sure. basically yep. I mean, he went off. <laughs> I mean, then, then, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I knew early on when I watched him that when he got a chance, he's explosive. I knew when he got more carries involved in the game, I knew he would do that. But he's not going to do it every week. No. Have it. no. Well, hopefully not. He's but not I mean, and, Chuba Hubbard is still listed as number yeah. one on the depth chart. But um, he the did. Chewing gum of football players. Yeah. Remember that from last year? Yeah. 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 Because we were talking about how uh, Sam Darnold can't beat us. And then. Ugh. Of course he beat us. So, I know, yeah, was, man, I have nightmares about that. That that was one of the worst days of my life. Sam Donald beating us. It's like, oh man, that that just really riled me up. Yeah, tough, yeah, Sam Donald. Uh, that sure was. Um, yeah, and looking at briefly at their at their injury report, basically, um, they had a few guys out, but nothing that's going to be really hampering them. J.C. Horn was listed as limited today um, with the ribs, linebacker Corey Littleton with groin, safeties Miles Harsfield and Sean Chandler with both hamstrings and LaVisca Chanel with the hamstring as well. So nothing, I mean, they're not, not going to be missing really many of their guys at all. Uh, they might be a little dinged up, but which, by the way, y'all did y'all see uh, Chase, Jamar Chase may miss four to six weeks yeah, now? Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't wait one week to just yeah. like, mm-hmm. I mean. They had to go yeah. burn us up first, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he exited that game and then they put him back in. I was like, Come on, y- y'all, 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 rest yeah. him up. Y'all don't need him. Y'all are already yeah. up big, you know, just relax. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And he was for on us, the roll at that point, he was, <laughs> he was on the roll at that. <laughs> so, and then for us, man, um, we, we know that you know, AJ obviously with his hamstring, he hasn't participated now two days in a row. Uh, D Alfred was limited, but he did participate. We know Hawkins is out concussion protocol and then Huntley missed today just due to the illness so overall I mean I think CP's back what next week in it supposedly week. if he was well, eligible to come back yeah. next week if if all is good hopefully um so yeah I mean uh, listening to some of the some of the Panthers podcasts this week um they're they're kind of conflicted too it sounds like there's a lot of them that are uh they weren't expecting to beat the Bucks they're kind of hoping for this you know they kind of figured you know, Matt Rule's fired. They're trading McCaffrey. It's going to be 
the season's going to tank, you know, whether they want it to or not, it's going to tank just because they're going to be losing games and uh, they're going to be in, in, uh, in the running for top three pick. But now with the, the South is sucky as it kind of is, uh, you know, there's a chance that after that, if they beat us, that they're, Tied for first, uh, you know the Don't Bucks lose tonight. They beat us, John, they I'm won't beat us. It's no if in that. They won't beat us. I mean, you I hope not, if but... I could fly, I would fly to Houston, but I can't fly, buddy. So it's no point in imagining. Yeah, you know but... what I mean. It's no point in imagining. It. They won't beat us, buddy. They got lucky last week with Tampa, and they switched some stuff up. Like he said, fast and loose, and it looked nice. But hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, Steve Wilkes is trying to get a job, I think. And yeah. even though, even though it seems like they've been, uh, they've been told by, uh, or at least the owner has pretty much came out and said that, you know, he'd have to just perform miracles this year to get the job. Um, I mm-hmm. think for the most part, but I mean, the, the players have responded to him. So, you know, you never know that how that happens over the course of a season, but I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, looking at what worries you guys about, like what's what's your biggest concern? I mean, I, they're a very different team, obviously, than what we just saw, right? I mean, Bengals top three receiving core, more possibly in the in the league. Joe Burrow, we're going to PJ Walker, DJ Moore, and company. We faced PJ last year; he didn't do so hot. Um, you know, is there anything that's just you're worried about, or is it just we have to take care of our business? Me, yeah, well, me personally. Oh no, man, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, yeah. You know, I wouldn't normally be worried about DJ Moore, um, but with AJ being out, like if AJ was healthy, it would be like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna shadow DJ Moore and he'll he'll mm-hmm. he'll keep him in check. But you you do wonder with AJ being out, um, you know, will D Alford or Darren Hall, you know, struggle or or whatever? DJ Moore's a really good wide receiver, so that that's a little bit of a concern for me. But other than that, I just think it's kind of the Falcons going out there and doing their thing. If they go out there and just play their style of football and play it well, which they didn't do last week, then, you know, I think they should be in a position to win it. You know, pretty much every other, all these Falcon games are going to go down to the final possession. So like, I don't expect them to to run away with this. Uh, it's a divisional game. Carolina's done really well against division. Their only two wins are against the saints and the Bucks. So, um, you know, it's just, these games are always, close and it you know there's no sort of scheme thing that one team's going to be able to trick the other one it's just going to go out there and like we're going to play our game plan you're going to play yours whoever winds up playing the best on on that particular sunday winds up winning the game so i expect the falcons to win but the more matchup is is probably the one that gives me the most pause i'm not too worried about it but that would be the one that if something you know crazy happened this weekend and he went off for like 150 yards i'd be like oh okay like yeah our, our, our backup cornerbacks aren't as good as i thought they were mm-hmm. yeah kind of same way mike um my only worry about sunday is which drug i'm gonna use after the game when we win and i'm celebrating <laughs> then i want to drink or smoke that's the only thing i'm worried about like i don't that's i'm kind of i'm kind of anxious about that but nothing else no way they beat us no way if, like you said, if we go out and play our style of football, if they don't get ahead, which they won't, I really I can't see that happening. No way they beat us. They won't yeah. get ahead to that we have to start throwing. We'll go run the ball and they can't. Well, they that's can't the thing. Yeah, you run. right. I mean, like we don't want to get if we get down. I mean, God forbid we get yeah. down twenty-one nothing like we did last week. I mean, I just I don't I don't see that happening. I mean, yeah, I mean probably yeah. streeter, I mean, weirder things may have happened, but I mean, yeah, if we 
if as long as we can start off kind of like similar to the to the 49ers right that's kind of our recipe for success is we have mm-hmm. these long drives that we turn into touchdowns and we can get turnovers and prevent them from having long drives and we end up you know pretty successful and not having to you know force the ball down the field which we don't do anyway but it's you know it's another another conversation but uh let's see if it's uh, atl harris of the pj walker area has arrived knock in carolina it <laughs> knock it off knock it see you see you trolling uh, he said, when we lose and Mariota's finally benched. Yeah, that's still not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah. But, I mean, it could, but I just don't. I mean, unless he just tanks it, I don't. So I got to ask Aaron, hey, Aaron, at what week do you personally want to see Ritter? Well, all summer I was thinking this was going to be the week, you know. Same, <laughs> okay. too. Same we did too. <laughs> so um, I, I said on Locked on Falcons earlier this week, like, I'm willing to give Mariota a couple more weeks to, to see if this offense can be a little bit better than what it is and not be so one dimensional. So I, I give it about three more weeks. Like that, that bears game is kind of where, where I'm now kind of circling the calendar to be like, you know, coming off the, the, the Thursday night game. Uh, and if you do make the switch there, you get a couple of extra days of practice uh, for someone like Ritter. Uh, so right now that's kind of where I'm circling the calendar to see if, if Mariota isn't, stepping things up by that point in time, then like, I'm like, you know, what, what are we doing here now? I got you. I got you. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And we were, and Aaron and I were talking right before the show too. This it's the, the dichotomy of the fans on the QB thing is, is like wildly uh, separated. I mean, it's, you've Mm -hmm. got the guys that are kind of like, I think we're we're probably on the same boat. I think Mike, you're, you're, you would have, you would have asked for it or like week one, probably. Oh, like I I want Yeah. (laughs) But, but uh yeah. but no i mean it's we're kind of like let's see what if we're winning okay great there's no yeah. reason to make a switch because we're winning and you know things are going well um but if, if he's losing you games or he's costing you games or he's not you know putting you in a position to win games then of course we got a different conversation but there's folks out there that are just like vehemently behind him for whatever reason i mean whether it's he's a great guy which he he is um you know or whatever i, I don't I don't understand, uh, you know, the the crazy love for him. Other than just, you know, he's a good guy, <laughs> but and he's and it's a good it's a good story. It's a good comeback story. He was out of the league for two years, you know, trying to make it back. Um, but you know, as far as winning football games, and I get, you know, we've talked about it. You know, yeah, of course you're going to have rust. It's going to be a couple of years. But we said when we said last week on the show or a few days ago on the show, Aaron, we were like, how long do you let the rust? Like, when's it supposed to be gone? And then when are you like, this is who you are now, you know, like how long does that suppose and how do you, how do you judge that? You know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, but yeah, and I, I, that was kind of the question too. Uh, somebody had posted me a few days ago, uh, just a friend of mine had texted me out of nowhere and thought, and he just said, Hey, he's like, you know, if say Ritter comes in and he's terrible, he's like, you know, and then, then like, then what happens? I'm like, well, I mean, I guess we'll we'll find out when we when that happens, but there's no way to know unless you put him in when that time is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like Mike and I have talked about you. You can't go into next season not knowing, like at least having mm-hmm. an idea, right? Because you've got the draft coming up with some depending on depending on where we draft as well. Like these top guys in the draft, they might not be there when we draft. Mm-hmm. You know, we, if we squeak out seven eight wins, we're not getting them anyway. So I mean, and and I'll say this: as long as you think he can throw for a first down he'd be better than Mariota because you don't even trust him to do that now. So as long as you have faith in him, like this is the floor. 
No, like you got to really look at it. This is the floor. As long as you have faith that, you know what, he can throw for a first down, it's bet it's a step up. Because right now, man, we can be losing. And it's like you concede to losing because you're like, well, if somebody don't break a 72-yard run, we're going to go home early. Like, so, no, as long as you can, he can throw for a first down, it's a step up. So if he can run, a, if he's slower, whatever else, as long as he can throw, it's a step up. We got to see. Uh, from ATL here, a question for y'all. Week one, we went pretty blitz heavy, and P schemed up a lot more than he had all season long, or all season against the more questionable QB in Winston. Odds we see that game plan against Carolina. Aaron, what you say, buddy? Um, I'll be curious to see what they do. They they blitzed a lot um, against Cincinnati with bringing those four man creeper concepts that they they like to do uh, to try to change things up and mix things up. Uh, to give you know the Bengals different looks, obviously it wasn't that effective, right? Um, but I, I do wonder if that will be another way this week, given that I expect them to play a lot of zone, um, and you know, given that Walker has that mobility and you you like to have guys out there, and um, given that Cincinnati just really picked apart their zone, I do wonder if they'll be a little bit more aggressive this week so that they're just not sitting back and letting Walker sort of pick them apart. I know Carolina's offensive line isn't great, but it is better than what it has been in the past. So I don't know if they're going to rely just on four guys to, to get after it. So I'll, I'll be curious to see if Pease is still willing to dial things up or if that was just, you know, now at this point, a week one thing and you know, a, a, a week seven thing against the Bengals just specifically because they knew, that sitting back and just play rushing four against the Bengals wasn't going to work. No. Yeah. Especially not. Yeah. And I mean, looking at last week, I mean, PJ was 16 for 22, 177 yards, very kind of Mariota ish. I mean, they weren't asking him to do a whole lot craziness. And when that running game was working so well, he didn't, he didn't have to. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, uh, you know, Iquano being on left, what, what, were you a big Equano fan? I can't remember. I thought it was like kind of your guy. Was that, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted him too. Big nasty left tackle, Mike. Coming out of college, I mean, like okay. nasty. Yeah. Like I, I would have been happy if we we have went that way. But it's okay. Where did he go? Um, Carolina. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, we'll see what Lindsey Carter can do with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, yeah, Aaron, we, we, we'll get back to the to the quarterback. We were just at there quarterback discussion. Um, so what do you think it's more more on Arthur because we talked about this on the on the recap show just not I mean giving him an opportunity or do you think he literally believes that you know Marcus just does not have the ability to do it I think a lot of it is the offensive line I think that's probably the biggest factor if I was to say why Arthur Smith is so reliant on the running game and really you know doing everything in his power to to not throw the football um, I, I feel like he does not have the confidence in the offensive line. And I don't think the offensive line, particularly over the last couple of weeks, you know, it, to me, that Saints game is really the only game that I watch where I felt like the offensive line in terms of like their pass protection played well. Um, like anytime they seem to have, you know, five or six man protections, which is typical in the NFL, you know, last week we saw that in the second half where they gave up three sacks and that's led Arthur Smith to run the football and to dial up play action, I think at the highest rate in the NFL mm -hmm. and, and yeah. one of the highest rates we've seen at least through half a season in, in NFL history, at least in recent history. Um, and so 
I do feel like that's probably the biggest factor why um, he doesn't throw. He doesn't want Mario to throw in the football. And so for that reason, I think even if the Falcons did make a switch to Ritter, you wouldn't see the game plan change all that much. I think really what you're hoping for with a Ritter switch is just you'll see more performances like we saw from Mariota against the 49ers where it's mm-hmm. clean, efficient. You know, he's he's making the throws. He's making plays, that sort of thing, you know, and, and going, what, what what was he that day, like 13 for 14 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, I think that's really at least the hope that I have if Ritter was to step in. And I think there's reasons, obviously, we haven't we, – we don't know, but, like, based off what how efficient he was operating that offense in the preseason – given his limited experience, you know, I think that gives a lot of folks like myself a lot of optimism that he could show some real efficiency in, in that stuff uh, in the regular season. So, um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, fully agree. And I want to say that I, like, I'm spot on. He's, what he just said was spot on because I'm like this. I don't, I think, I hope people don't expect that if Ritter was to come in, he would be throwing for 250. It would be a totally different experience. Yeah, what man. we want is him to come in and play like he played, like Mariota played for the 49ers just consistently. He just pull it, doing the same thing just consistently. And it's not that. Have you ever had a fantasy player that have he, he gets you 28 points one week and then it's 3.5 for the next four or five weeks? That's, that's he, he gets you eight one week, then three. You don't want that. You want somebody, if somebody can get you 18 across the board, you're going to probably go for that. So that's all that is. But that's all we want from Desmond, man, just to come in and play, like you said, clean and efficient. And I believe that his superpower is he's poised. So that's what I would think would be the reason he would have been in. So I have no understanding of this, but he's smarter than me, supposedly. He got about (laughs) one more week till I'm speaking bad about it. I gave Arthur the whole – I gave Arthur like 20. I never said nothing, but you got about one more week till I'm questioning your sanity. He's going to be like Antonio Brown to me. Oh, like, God. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Have you seen his tweets recently? Oh, my gosh. Man, I don't respect nothing he's doing, man. Just he's, as a man, you don't smokes. do what you're doing right now. Just as a man. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that. Uh, yeah. It's nuts. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think, Aaron, too, I think we have top five or six in rollouts, I think, this year as well. Um, and then, but we're, the lowest in completions on the rollouts. So, I mean, obviously I think he's trying to, trying to, you know, make up for that offensive line by getting him out of the pocket and moving the pocket, but it's still not working out. You know, whether that be combination of like those two and three man route concepts that we have, we're not going out there. We're not out there four or five wide a lot or ever, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's things that, you know, he, he never comes out and says it in the press conferences, but he always says, you know, I've got to be better. I've got to progress. And, you know, we're all have to, you know, change things and, and evolve basically. So, I mean, you hope to see the offense evolve a little bit. Cause like we said last week, like, I don't want, I mean, you don't want the game plan to change with these guys because it's an effective game plan. I just want to know if we're down by three scores that we're not, that we're just done, that we don't have any yeah. chance to come back, you know, and I, that's whether you, you got to give them a chance to do it, you know, whether or not I understand the line sucks or not, doesn't suck. It's not as good as it probably could be. Um, but you know you, you you can't sit back and run and run ten minute drives when you're down three scores. You know it's mm-hmm. just not not effective. You know so that's Man, the only thing. If you're fighting a giant or a midget, you're probably gonna lose with one hand tied behind your back. Man, <laughs> we need both our hands. Like and to play a, a, and a game in the NFL against anybody, 
with one arm with one weapon is not a good idea man they know we gonna run because you can't throw they don't even believe you would throw for a first down so that's just even more eight in the box stopping the run we're gonna do a lot of three and outs if we don't get to throwing yeah and it was you know in the 49ers game it was kind of the I mean, he did everything right. We he made all the right reads when he when he decided to pull the ball pull the ball and run. He ran at the right times. So like everything was kind of perfect during that game, you know. So I mean, that's that's kind of like we hope that gets repeated all the time. But like you said, I mean, you you can't go into every week with a defense kind of knowing, okay, this is what they want to do. We know what they want to do. So if we can take that away, mm-hmm. like which which you know. It played right into Cincinnati's hands going up that big because then we were kind of like you said we were kind of one arm, one arm behind our back the rest of the game trying to come back. So, you know the the next five weeks though I mean the toughest quarterback we're going to see is uh, probably Herbert from the Chargers. Um, you know so I mean I think the next five weeks will pretty much tell us what we're going to need to know about the season how it's going to end up whether or not we're going to be in a division race or whether or not we're going to be you know around the bottom and we're not as possibly as good as we think we are because Aaron we've talked about it too. You know, I know CBS News and everybody said two wins this season and blah, blah, blah. We never thought that. We thought probably, I think, Mike, I think I said seven. Mm-hmm. I think you said. And I Super know, Bowl. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, we, we didn't expect that many. So, I think in a way when you start winning or, you know, you we're, we're, we're at where we are where we are now, a lot of fans will kind of forget that, hey, we weren't supposed to be good, like, you know, this is still that year where we're still rebuilding. Now, next year, when we've spent some money in free agency and we've got a third year in this, both of these systems, then we can kind of like be more critical of the wins and losses. But it's like a lot of people expected to just keep winning. Oh, we found the we found the we found the formula against the 49ers, so this is going to keep on happening. Eh, it's not really the case, you know. So I think that. What do you think, Aaron? That's kind of what happened, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's my thing. Like, you know, I think people get too high after a win uh and, and are like Mike and like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We, we ain't losing another game the rest of the season. Uh-huh. And then after a loss, it's like, well, season's over. It's uh-huh. time to go tank for the number one pick so we can get a quarter. You know, like I just feel like, you know, that that's the you know, that's the emotional roller coaster that we all fans uh, uh-huh. you know, ride. I try to get off the ride after Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. and try to be <laughs> a, a little less emotional during the week a, 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 until Sunday hits again. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think with that, you're, you, 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 it'll be interesting to see these next couple of games because mm-hmm. coming off that 49ers game, a lot of people were looking at, you know, this stretch of games starting with the Panthers and outside of maybe the Chargers game, a lot of very, very winnable games, even before, the the team got off to their start this year. I think a lot of us were looking at this stretch of games as, okay, if they're going to start winning games, this is going to be during that stretch. And so it'll be interesting to see if, if they live up to those expectations and, you know, go five and one between now and the bye week or is it three and three or, or, or whatever that is. Um, so um, I, I agree with you. I think this next couple of games is, is really going to determine how the rest of this season goes because after the buy, it seems like things, you know, if we're for real, we'll, we'll get tested a little bit more down the stretch where they'll have to win some games if they're going to make that that playoff push. Yeah, hundred percent agree, Mike. Yeah, I say this. Uh, and a one one point I want to add is something nobody talking about. I I believe our offense will look drastically different when CP come back. 
I believe because it was looking powerful. It was looking different. Like I believe we'll look drastically different, play drastically better when he come. He's the whole electricity, his skill set, like the offense runs totally different. It's not just like I know we with that next man up shit. But like I said, it don't apply to certain players. It don't apply to Kyle Pitts. It don't apply. You can't just swap and it be equal. It's gonna be uh fall off. But when he come back, you're gonna see something different. And and I think he he got a little fire on his ass because how the young boy's playing. So he's going to come back in on a 1,000, and I cannot wait for it. But I think going down the stretch, I mean, we're going, like I said, I think we're going undefeated. I think we're going undefeated. Marcus Mariota for president, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I really do think we'll play well. I think we're going to get it together. Um, it seemed like they finally trying to get pits, even though it looked terrible. It seemed like they trying. So I think they're going to try to get pits in. When CP come back, that's going to be a huge build, uh, boost. And I think that we're going to start playing better. And uh, I think Marcus will play better. So I don't know that we will see Ritter because I want to see Ritter, but I do think Marcus will improve week to week. I, I really do think that. And I, yeah. and I dislike the dude. I, I, I mean, I dislike not as a man, but as a player. I really – he's horrible. He's playing white toast. Nothing on it. Nothing – nothing with the corners and everything and it's the end piece hey. and it's the end piece so comments uh, come after mike on this okay yeah, mike is right. the one who's saying this fan, but all the still, comments to mike right but i do have faith in him uh that he is improving and getting smarter and smarter as he learned the playbook as he become more comfortable and more confident i think he will be better yeah i mean i don't i don't, I don't we said on the, on the recap show, I don't really put last week on him. Um, you know, I didn't think he played that bad. I mean, no. like he, he did miss some, some yeah. open throws, some, you know, stuff he could have probably, if he'd have made a quick, but that's been him his entire career. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not been the most decisive, you know, accurate type guy. So, I mean, um, yeah, with that bird, that bird throw proves he can do it. I think we've tried mm-hmm. it three or four times this year. We've, yeah. that was the first one we've hit, you know, um, but, you know, looking at what London Drake, they, you know, they asked Drake about, you know, frustration. And he's, I mean, of course he answered it the way you hope he answered it, that he's not frustrated and he's just doing his part. He's a rookie. He has to, you know, go through this or whatever. Um, I mean, that's, that's him, you know, being the, the good teammate. I'm sure he wants more targets and he wants mm-hmm. more, you know, to be more involved in the game. You'd, you'd have to be as a competitor, right? Especially a top 10 draft pick. He knows that. Um, but um, Aaron, what do you say to the guy, the people that say, and I've, I've put out a, put out a Twitter poll yesterday about um, what with the trade deadline approaching, basically, what do y'all want to see us do? Do you want to see us make a, a small move, you know, for something if it's there or risk draft capital for a, a, a stud or just stand pat and do nothing? And I'm, again, I'm, I'm on stand pat and do nothing. I, I just feel like we're, we're at the beginning of this rebuild and I feel like we, we got to think long-term, which is, part of the thing that's fueling like you know the desire to get Ritter on the field it's like okay we know Mariota's mm-hmm. not going to be the long-term answer all right boy I mean if, if this is what we're going to get we hope he's not going to be the long-term <laughs> right. answer mm-hmm. um and so like I think when they get a lot of cap space this offseason and hopefully we'll start spending that money to upgrade some of these areas of the roster um, I think draft picks are going to be a lot more precious because, you know, with the, the compensatory pick formula, whereas like if you spend if you bring in more guys and you lose, then, you know, you don't get picks back. So I think these draft picks are going to be extra um, uh, precious moving forward, uh, given that they'll be able to spend a lot more these next couple of off seasons. And so every every one of these picks is going to count. And, you know, 
like the players that I keep constantly getting seen thrown around the names like Bradley Chubb and Deron Payne. I, I think they're really good players, but I don't, I don't think those guys are like really moving the needle for you, especially when you, you look at like some of the other options that will be available come March in free agency. So like to me, getting a head start on that doesn't really add much other than just giving away a, a, a precious draft pick that could be, you know, give you a lot more long-term value potentially than, you know, the, the sort of short-term value that a Deron Payne or, or Bradley Chubb would provide. Certainly they would help you out on defense and, and boost up that pass rush. But I don't think that's going to really, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, I, I'm not in the same boat as Mike. You know, I don't think that's going <laughs> to make you a Super Bowl contender uh, <laughs> magically just because you had, had those players. But I, I can understand why Mike might disagree yeah. with that. But uh, <laughs> since there already are Super Bowl contenders. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm on I'm on team Stan Pat. Yeah, we had um, 1,011 votes, and uh, 9% said risk it for a top stud. So that was definitely the lower one. Uh, 57% said make a minor move, and 34% said stand pat. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more – yeah, me too. Um, and, and I saw some guys arguing like oh, we couldn't we couldn't have gave a fourth for uh, Robert Quinn, you know, whatever. And I mean, our buddy Jr. At, at Pound for Pound said it perfectly. I mean, no, because we're, we're not a player away and he's on the back end of his career. So why would we want to give away, mm-hmm. you know, something where it's not going to be like an immediate. OK, Robert Quinn's going to change our entire, um, you know, outlook for this season. So, yeah, I agree. So what do you say to guys, though, Aaron, that that are. Angry as hell because we've drafted Pitts in London the last two years and we're not doing anything with them. Is it part of the process and we're just we're just not there yet? Or you know, what say you? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I wasn't particularly thrilled with the London pick getting another pass catcher, not because I didn't have I had issues with Drake London as a player. I, I was a big fan yeah. of him as a player, but I'm just like, you know, are we gonna fix this offensive line first, you know? Like right. having all these pass catches and you can't block. Uh, you know, seems questionable. And, and certainly n- now I think in hindsight, you can look at that and question it. I, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, we shouldn't have, we should have taken a different player. Like, I, I like that pick. I, I'm not going to sort of try to play that revisionist history, uh, history on that one. But, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> we, we got these two young, talented pass catchers. And right now they play on a team that, you know, whether you want to say refuses to use them or or can't get the most out of them right now, it is, I get why it's frustrating to a lot of folks. But again, I think it just goes back to that notion of, you know, we're still early in this process. And so we, we need to, we need some time and some patience to get all the pieces in place. And then, you know, hopefully once those guys are sort of hitting their prime and in, in another year or two, you have all those pieces in place and all of a sudden, you know, everybody will be looking back at these conversations and laughing like, Oh, you remember when we were upset that, you know, Kyle Pitts was only getting like three targets in a, in a game. Oh, that was funny. You know, and, and, you know, he's getting three touchdowns in a game at that point in time. So that's, you just gotta, Man. I think you just gotta be patient with it. There'll be a parade if he gets three touchdowns. In the mm-hmm. game. I mean, folks will be on another level. Um, and I mean, look like if, Number one, if that happens, I'll be so happy. Please, this year, he's on my fantasy team. It's scoring me no points. It's, you know, you, you it's already heard Arthur point. Smith does not care about your fantasy yeah, team. Yeah, right. I mean, apparently at all. And I and I thought they listened to us. I'm kind of hurt by that. <laughs> um, personally hurt. But um, what was the question? I See, I don't, I'm thinking oh, about no, Arthur just Smith. About, see? <laughs> see what I'm saying? Out of my fucking mind. I'm literally out of my fucking mind. Now, what was uh, the question? 
No, it was just about, I asked Aaron about like, well, the, what do you say to the folks that are pissed about oh, pissed, bits in London? Thing? Yeah, that, that we don't. Okay, here's yeah, what I wanted to say. Do. The same thing we all do is kind of what we did. And this answer, this question and the last, that we, sometimes when you get a used car, like the man, you need tires, you need a transmission, you need an alternator, you need a, a bumper. And sometimes you got to go get your radio first. <laughs> it's irresponsible. It's all. Sometimes you go get your radio first. You go get a nice radio. You know you need tires. You own a donut. You know you need tires, but you go get that radio first. But here's the thing. You will, even when you get the tires and all, you still need, the, you will still need the radio. The radio was a good pick. So we will get the tires. I'm going to get the money to get the tires. I'm going to get the windshield fixed. I'm going to get that mirror. I'm going to get the duct tape off the mirror. But I still needed the radio. You know what I mean? I got to get jazzed up. <laughs> More than anything else, I got to get jazzed up. So just right, you understand, feel good we won't get the car fixed, but we had <laughs> sometimes you get the radio first. Well, the okay? car ain't going nowhere. You got to feel good sitting Exactly. In you got to feel good. Even when you're sitting in the driveway, you got to be able to feel good. So that's all it is. That's but, those, but it's still a good pick, a valuable pick. Yeah, no, I wasn't the same, but I wasn't thrilled with and it was the same, same, Aaron. I, it's not that I didn't like London. I just thought, like, man, okay, we've been building building from the outside in for years now, and it's not worked. So maybe we, sh- you know, I mean, granted, we've the previous regime didn't really hit on a lot of offensive linemen outside of Matthews. I mean, you know, we had some pretty terrible ones, um, but you know, there was a few few guys in this last one that you know we could have we could have went Charles Cross there. You know, that would have been a possibility. You know, but um, I was uh, going to ask Aaron, Aaron, if you could have drafted personally, who are you taking? Well, Aquano was was the guy that I had all my hopes and oh, dreams in. But, okay. yeah, you know, I, I was anybody in the trenches, you know, the same thing John's saying. Like, it just felt like for a decade we were just all about skill positions. Yeah. And, it, you know, obviously we had some success with it, but all we did for that decade was just complain about we got all these great skill position players, but every week we get, you know, pushed around every single week. And that's the, the way that you beat the Falcons. And it's like. I don't want to get pushed around anymore. So let's invest some resources in that. So Aquana was very high on my list. I was a fan of Charles Cross. I wanted Jermaine Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. who wound up falling to the Jets, you know, all that. So pretty much anybody that was a trench player, I would have been happy with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, let's hop back in the chat here. ATL Harris said, I'm hoping against a QB who has maybe a worse internal clot than most we faced. We'll see AK 47 finally get home on some of his pressures and one V one rush attempts been damn close all season. Yeah, he has, man. He's been, uh, he's been awesome. Uh, I, uh, to, to get that pick when we did um, with all the pass rushers that was in this draft. I mean, I, I wanted Jermaine. I, I would have taken Carl Loftus. I like, I, I was higher on Carl Loftus than a lot of people were. A lot of folks weren't as high because of, I mean, they said his bend and his athleticism wasn't as great. I mean, everything I watched, he looked like a, like some kind of version of, 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 a, Watt, of a Watt brother. He just yeah. constantly on the, on the go, <laughs> you know? Kind of and so, I mean, you know, he's like he he would have been, he was in the been blood line. like you knew he was in the bloodline. I saw yeah, it. I, mean, too. I saw it too. Did you? I mean, like, so I kind of felt like okay, but I mean, and I, he Ebiketti, I was less familiar with. We did, you know, in our in our draft um, shows, I did. We 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 looked at him, and I was, I mean, yeah, I was like, okay, great athlete, you know, uh, but man, he's he's outperformed what I thought he was going to be this year. I mean, off the bat, what are you same for you, Aaron, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of hopes for Abiketti coming into the season. Uh, you know, he was like the one draft pick I was gassing up after the draft uh, that they had. 
um, just because I liked his his long term potential, not necessarily expecting him to come in and light it up, you know, day yeah. one. But like what I really liked about him was how technically savvy he was relative to most college pass rushers. Yep. Uh, and you then you couple that with the athleticism and the length that he has. And um, so it, it feels like a good mix that that's going to be a player that's going to hit, unlike some previous early round pass rushers the Falcons have drafted that were just all athlete and, and very little technique. Um, and so, like, I've seen him through the first half of the season, you know, trying different things and, and using different pass rush moves. So I like seeing that he hasn't quite figured it out because, you know, that's that's one of those things that you – young pass rushers have to learn is okay this move works against this tackle and this move works against this guy and i need this move to set up this move and you just don't have that experience and, and that sort of um you know rolodex i guess uh, of different players that you're facing each and every week and to see what works against them um but we 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 saw you know things start to really show against the 49ers i think you know obviously they were had some backup tackles in so that was you know part of why that was so effective, but I do feel like as he continues to work through some of these things that he's, he's getting better, you know, slowly and surely each and every week. And so I'm hoping that, you know, by the time we get to some of these games down the stretch where we're going to need, you know, pass rushers that can be able to get home against guys like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, and, and hopefully, you know, ending Tom Brady's career in, in week 18, like Ebiketti will be the guy that's going to be able to do that. Um, you know, and not get flagged for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Got to throw that in there. You but yeah, give I- the best answers of anybody that's ever been on the show. <laughs> so let me, let me say, dog, I feel like I'm on sports center, man. John, we made it, bro. We made it. Dog, we Dude. got Aaron on the show. We made it. You, know, you give the best answers. I feel like, oh man. Look, no, no. Dave hit me up uh, from Falcoholic. He said, man, I can't wait Dave- to hear the show. Because uh, he said, man, he, he, there's, there's nobody more knowledgeable, and he's been doing it longer than anybody than Aaron. So, yeah, see, he nailed dog, it. He should that. write for the president or Arthur <laughs> Smith. I mean, one <laughs> or the other, dog. One or the other. Because you give better answers than both of them. Jesus Christ. Like, dog, we made it, John. We made it, bro. <laughs> Five-star uh, review out of your falcon mind. We made it. Yeah. There you go. We're just trying not to mess it up at this point. Um, Adriel Harris definitely don't want to make any changes to a squad of the Super Bowl bound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally agree with that one. Um, and he said, Team Karloftis. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. he's doing pretty well over there, Kansas City. I mean, you know, I was cool with him at like 15. He said, Aaron's ego is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> dangerous business. <laughs> Very dangerous. Yeah. He said, Very well, well earned ego. Though. Nah, yeah, man. Earned a man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking about pass rushers, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's you know the when you got all when you got a bunch of guys that are six foot five, two seventy, they're running four fives. You know, it's that like it's their hands that separate them from those those high picks, the ones that go four, fifth, six, or whatever. That that's that's and that's you're right. I mean, that's why Abiketti is he's definitely more technically sound than some of those guys, and that's probably why he's, you know he's seeing a little bit more success. And I think next year may be really special after he's had yeah. a year of experience. Um, uh, how you liking Troy, Aaron? Uh, I wasn't as high on Troy's game against the 49ers as other people were, but like I, he is much better than I thought he was going to be coming into the year. Like I was just like watching him at Montana state. I'm like, man, this is, this is Dion 2.0. Like he he doesn't (laughs) doesn't tackle. (laughs) He doesn't fit the run. He's really good in coverage, but like he, he's got a, a lot, a lot to improve in those areas. And, 
to me, those those issues, those physical issues have not been a problem for him so far. Like mm-hmm. there's still, you know, he's got to work out some things, some experience and stuff that he's got to figure out with those instincts. But uh, the, the physical aspect of the game has not been too much for him. And that's what I was mostly concerned with, that he was going to be getting pancaked left and right, yeah. you know, and being <laughs> in the wrong gap and all that stuff. And so like, I was not expecting him to really play much at all this year. And whatever he got, I was like, okay, well, he, he needs it. He needs those reps because, uh, you know, he he may be in for a rude awakening. And so that was part of the reason why I was like, you know, they got to move on from Dion because, like, bringing back Dion, um, as as much as I've been a fan of his, like, all those reps that they'd be giving to Debo would be reps that they'd be taking away from Troy Anderson. Yep. And obviously yep. Troy Anderson, it, you know, we invested – the pick that we got from Julio Jones in him. So mm-hmm. we, we need, we need that pick to work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I, I've been impressed with him based off of lower expectations. Um, and so I, I feel like he's on the path to being a really good player. I don't think he's quite there yet. I haven't been too keen on sort of the people saying like he needs to be starting now. Um, but I, I do like the, the process that the Falcons are doing this season where they're playing some of these young guys a lot earlier than they were last year. That was the big mm-hmm. knock on the staff last year where they, they seemed unwilling to play certain young guys um, outside of, of pits and much to our chagrin, uh, Jalen Mayfield. Uh, and so, you know, this year they're mixing in guys, the UDFAs are getting on the field each and every week. So um, I, I like the the development process that they're doing. Uh, and I, I think that's going to benefit all these young player, players in the long run. And I think it's benefiting the team in the short term because, mm-hmm. you know, guys like Darren Hall and Troy Anderson have had to step in into starting roles due to injuries. And it's not like you're throwing that guy to the wolves immediately because you, you haven't given him any reps, you know, the first couple of, of weeks of the season. So um, I, I like where Troy's at. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not quite ready to, to declare him, uh, you know, I was going to say Keith Brooking, but I was like, no, I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still bitter about that, that mm-hmm. third and 18 or, or whatever. Oh, I don't even bring that oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't even want to compare him to Keith mm-hmm. Brooking. He's better than that. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Keith, Keith was know. great at tackling folks 10 yards down the field, but I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's how you get all those tackle numbers. But he was, mm-hmm. you know, good player. I don't, I don't want to get pissed off the Keith Brooking fan club, but uh, you know, but, uh, but that, but y'all that's, that's exactly like I told Aaron before the show, like he keeps me level headed. Like if I get super excited about things like, mm-hmm. nah, man, he just, no, nah, hang on. <laughs> let's, let's, mm-hmm. be, let's, let's, let's be more pragmatic about this, you know? And yeah. so, but I, yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. I fly into the sun and you I sure get burnt to, to a crisp every time. It just ashes every, and I get back up and do it again. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you'll be, you'll yeah. be like, just like last week, you were tweeting away, and you were so pissed off, you had to stop yeah. tweeting and just step away. I, I mean, had to stop just... tweeting. It really, it was frustrating last week. Oh, ugh, I don't even talk about that. Yeah, see. Yeah. So, um, as of this point, uh, Aaron, what would what, what would you do? Would you resign McGarry at this point? Yeah, I mean, I'd offer him a contract. That's what I, you know, whether he'd take the contract that I'd offer him. You know, I don't know. All right. His his agent might feel like he get something better than what I'm offering, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I compared it recently. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he give him seventy two thousand dollars and and free lunch at the taco truck on Fridays. <laughs> he would never uh, die. 
uh, yeah, I, I compared it to a, a little bit more than than, than that. You know, a couple, uh, maybe a, a sandwich truck. But uh, there you go. Yeah, I compared it to uh, the deal that the Patriots gave uh, Trent Brown this all season, where they gave him a two year, thirteen million dollar contract, okay. and it's a contract they could get out of after one year, um, just because you know Trent Brown's a very good player, but has been injured a lot in recent years, so you, you don't want to necessarily sink too much money into him. And, you know, McGarry hasn't de- dealt with injuries, but we've seen a lot of inconsistency. And I, I compared it kind of to the Sam Baker situation many years ago where, you know, Baker was coming off that really good 2012 year after several injury prone uh, years. And, you know, f- for me at that point, I was like, yeah, he played well enough to to get a contract offer. But like it's should be like a one-year kind of prove-it deal. Show me that you can do it again, Sam Baker, rather than right. committing to him. And, of course, you know, our, our good buddy Thomas Dimitrov was like, nah, we're, we're all in on Sam Baker for the next the three money. years. And uh, he, he played, I don't know, like five games <laughs> over, that, the, over yeah. that period of time. And so that, that blew up in their face. Um, and so, like, you know, I don't – given that McGarry's getting up there in age, he's going to be 28 in February – you know, I don't feel like you need to be committed long-term to him. So you offer him a contract at, at this point, something modest, you know, starter money, but you know, nothing, nothing too fancy. And if he takes it, then, you know, you got another right tackle for at least another year. If he doesn't, then you, you move on and you feel like, you know, at some point you'll should be able to find a, a better player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, I asked our, our guest last week, big low, and he, he said he was out just because this was his contract year. And it was, it seemed fairly, fairly, uh, weird that he would start performing a little better on his contract year, but that happens, you know, whenever that, uh, that happens across the league, you've seen it, but, um, yeah, man. Uh, so Mike, before we get to in and out, do you have anything else for, uh, Mr. Aaron? No, I just, Oh, hold on. I do got something for Aaron. Aaron, I got, I got a good one for you, buddy. If, you can bring back one Atlanta Falcon from past any Atlanta Falcon you want to participate with us for the remainder of this year. They, you bring them back at their full peak, like the best they ever were that year. You bring them back just for this year to be, to play with this specific team for the last few games. Who are you bringing back? I mean, I feel like every time someone's asked me a question like this, my answer is always John Abraham because it's like we need a pass rush. <laughs> okay, okay. You know? And so I'm sitting here going like, yeah, let's let's get John, Ab- let's John get Abraham. prime John Abraham, uh, you know, out there hunting quarterbacks, being the predator again alongside Grady yeah. Jarrett. And finally, we get Grady Jarrett yeah. some help. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that would be John great. Yeah. 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 We've had that answer a few times there. Yeah. Yeah. We had but, yeah. but truly not that many. That's like true. a few, well, but not only that many. A few, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had uh we had Mike Vick a couple of times, which he had Dion. Choke yeah. said Dion, yeah. That's right, yeah. That's right. You want to see him and AJ. I said, yeah, that'd that's be good, ridiculous. Good combination, yeah. That that'd be pretty yeah. I mean we had Julio a few times, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we did get Julio. Yeah, um, Julio getting one catch. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. That's some and that somebody had said uh I forgot, uh, I saw online with a uh, the kid there that was released from Houston or was going up for trade or whatever, the Rodgers here was like, Hey Falcons. I'm like, for what reason for to, to, <laughs> to go out there and just stand yeah. there. And you know, like, I mean, well, there's no point, but uh, the block, the people who block, saying so. that we should trade and stuff like y'all got to realize, just like Aaron said, we got to play long ball. It has to be, you got to be thinking long-term. It's no point in trading 
for somebody this season. It's no, it's absolutely make no sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, ATL here. I can't believe Aaron just slided my job like that. That's funny. Um, yeah, man. So just just to wrap up uh, for the for the Panthers this weekend, man. Um, I know we got off of it a little bit, but um, they're not a super exciting team. They kind of are what they are with PJ Walker, and you know we kind of have an idea what they want to do. Um, Mike, what are you thinking? Uh, I know, I know you know. I know you think we're going to win, but what, what's your score prediction? Uh, so Aaron, I've, I've never picked against the Falcons since we've been on the show. <laughs> That's number one, uh, two score prediction, uh, 21 to seven Falcons, Ooh. 21, 10 Falcons. All right. Yep. Aaron, did you already make one this week? Cause I haven't. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, Mike, is it, do you know how you feel about the game based off how many touchdowns you think the Falcons are going to win by is, is basically it? <laughs> no. If you think it's going to be a close game, then it's like, oh, Mike's actually worried this week. No, man, I never – man, I'm going to pick the Falcons. I don't care if Jesus came down and they had to play Jesus one-on-one. I'll pick the Falcons <laughs> and burn forever, but I'll pick my boys. <laughs> I don't care who it is or what the spread is. Okay. Um I got the Falcons winning. I think just like every, pretty much every game other than last week's is it's going to come down to the final possession, but I like the Falcons chances. Uh, so I feel like it's going to be like something like 25, 20, something like that. Okay. A couple of field yeah. goals. Yeah. Mine was actually 24, 21. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, so all three of us. Yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, you know, you fans assemble. <laughs> I mean, you see a lot too. I mean, when it comes to, uh, as bad as we were last week and i know you know injuries and whatnot but you don't typically see that repeated week after week especially when you're going to a little bit or i'm gonna say a lot lesser quarterback a lot lesser wide receiving core so even with our backups you know um i still don't think we're going to be that bad on defense i think they're going to clean up some things this weekend uh and not be you know, i mean god forbid we get carved up by uh by pj walker you know so i mean i'd That'd be a bad recap show to do. I don't want to do that show at all. And I was thinking Dean Pease have to make a meal. He got to make a Thanksgiving meal with ketchup packets, like, <laughs> like, man, like oodles and noodles. He got a pear. He got all these things. He got to, he got to make magic. So we're going to really see his skill get tested with that too. We hungry. We got to eat anyway, Dean. <laughs> yeah. On, I mean, yeah, I mean, and then there are two. You look at well, how much they've scored. I mean, the most they've scored in a game this year is twenty four, and that wasn't a loss against the Browns. Uh, they lost twenty six twenty four. Um, you know, they they lost against the Giants nineteen sixteen. Their win against the Saints was twenty two fourteen. Against uh, Arizona, they lost twenty six sixteen. They got blown out by the Forty Nine ers thirty seven to fifteen. Rams twenty four to ten. And of course, last week they won with you know, twenty one to three game against the Bucks. So, I mean, it's not like regardless of who's playing quarterback, they have not been a high powered offense whatsoever. So, I mean, uh, I mean, no matter if we can hold them, keep them under 20 points, I think we win the game. Um, you know, I, that's my hope at least. I mean, and we heard the stat that uh, the Panthers are like, uh, have only are like one in 28, I think the last three years when the opposing team scores 17 or more. Holy smokes. Damn. Yeah. Dude, that's 17. Like yeah. that's very basic offense scoring seventeen. Points. That's that's Damn. how bad their offense. That's how bad they need a quarterback. Basically, yeah. goodness. Oh man, yeah, that's that's crazy. I told y'all, like y'all all so quick to say uh, bench somebody or replace trade somebody, trade Matt Ryan, let him go. 
y'all don't know, man. Your team can go 10 to 20 years without a functional quarterback, and you won't be so fast. You have no idea what some of the teams in our league done gone through. You have no idea how long when you missing one, when you miss, like you can miss like some other pieces and function. When you missing a quarterback, you won't win. So cer- certain franchises have lost for 15 to 20 years or 10 to 15 years just because they didn't have a quarterback. So that's why I say y'all be, y'all got to calm down when it come to just trade somebody or you got somebody good. You want them to improve gradually over time. You don't want to just trade them and try to go for a home run and miss because it might be 15 years before you hit again. Yeah. And I mean, they, I don't, I don't see them hitching their wagon to any quarterback they have right now. I mean, a Baker says he doesn't, he's committed. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, I don't think they would be as committed <laughs> to yeah. him possibly. Um, but I mean, if they end up, you know, sucking it up and not having a good rest of the season, I think they're probably, I mean, they, they'd be crazy not to go one of those few quarterbacks are at the top mm-hmm. of the draft. I mean, um, that, that could be a, a game changer for them. Um, all right, man. So in and out, Mike, let's go, let's go in and out. You want to go first? You want me to go first? What you want to do? I go first. So Aaron, we play a game every, uh, every preview shows in or out real, real simple. I mean, you can, you can just say in or out, or you can expand on it a little bit, whatever it could be. It might be Falcons sports later. It may have zero to do with Falcons at all. It just depends. It's like all over the board. So first one, uh, the Falcons are in the best position moving forward to run this division for the next five to 10 years in or out of all of all other. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Oh, oh it. man, I, I wasn't it. expecting that. Shout out there. All right. Mike, yeah. I know you. Do I even have to ask you? No, hold on. I, I just want to hear why he's saying that. I mean, you know, I've been basically waiting around for Tom Brady's corpse to show up. And, and so once that once that started happening, I'm like, okay. I and, I, you know, I, I feel I feel good about Ritter moving forward. I feel good about this coaching staff moving forward. You know, I feel like we got some pieces here. You know, Carolina's about to rebuild. New Orleans looks like oh, they're, you know, whatever they're going through, you know, they yeah. they, they will refuse to rebuild uh, to tear it down. So, you know, I think that's going to lead to them being kind of mediocre uh, for the next couple of years. And so I feel like the Falcons, you know, once they get this quarterback situation stabilized and, you know, fix up some of these other areas of their roster, which I'm hoping because of all the cap space that they have, uh, will will get fixed sooner versus later. I, I feel like the Falcons are in a position uh, to you know, sort of lead the pack. I agree, Mike. I don't, I don't, do you have anything to add? That seems kind of perfect. No, you can. I was going to say <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put all that on the back of a jersey and wear it from now on to the stadium. They're going to say everybody going to read it. What is that? I'm telling you, no, I fully agree, man. Uh, like I said, I'm excited about what they're doing now. Y'all got to realize, like, it's like you having to cook without uh, you being able to buy your groceries. Uh, Next year, that man will have an unlimited budget almost to buy his groceries to fit specifically what he's trying to do. You can't fully judge him until he gets to do that. So that's what I'm saying. We can judge him. We can still judge him, but you can't fully judge him until he gets to do that. Oh, Oh, because I'm going to get him. So I'm just going (laughs) to set up what I'm doing next week. It's the preview. So we can judge him, but you can't judge him fully because he never got to participate in the players he was choosing. Yeah, like he's, uh, he's gotten, to, but not to a full scale. So I'm, yeah. but I'm, I'm on board with Aaron, man. I'm so excited. Our, our whole team is young. The whole yeah. team is young. We got a few veteran players, but the team is young. So who knows? 
Skyrim. Yeah, I think going back to that question you asked Aaron at the beginning of the show about when his when his favorite era was, I think this could we could be on like the edge of what could be one of my our favorite eras because yeah. I mean with like like Aaron said, the cast fix we have a young QB that we're hopeful for. That's you know he's not giving us any reason to think he can't be the guy yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And then uh, the Saints. I mean, we, we, when we get Chris, I'm Aaron, we have a close friend of ours that's from Louisiana, huge Saints fan. He comes on and he knows more about the Saints than anybody that we've ever met. And uh, he's he's been he's been feeling real good about himself the last few years, but that's changing now it's you can see it in his face every time it's a little bit more concerned a little bit more worry and uh he's 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 getting there now it's sick but i like to see the pain on his face (laughs) i love him to death it's sick it make me feel like a bad person but i enjoy it uh yeah Yeah. chris we're sorry buddy we love you man all right we love you to death buddy all right mike i got one i got one are y'all um in the spirit of halloween are y'all in or out on ghosts do y'all believe in ghosts do you believe ghosts exist and I'm going to tell you why. I don't think that ghosts exist because every time somebody say they seen a ghost, it's like an old colonial Amish. Like, I, it was like, why nobody colonial ever seen yes. huh? Like, why? I, I never seen nobody say I, I saw Tupac or King Von or like <laughs> Left Eye or, some, you know what I'm saying, Nipsey Hustle. Like, if, if people were saying, oh, I saw them walking around, then I would believe it. But just the fact it's always somebody from World War One. no. So are they the only ghosts? No, no one else exists as a ghost. Nobody. I want to see Kobe. And when I see Kobe, I y'all will get me. But before then, if it's always somebody that's from the 1920s, I can't participate. Are you in or out? Um, I think I'm out, but I did have an interesting situation a couple years back. Oh, I'm dying to hear this. Go ahead. I was I was in a hotel. I was driving back from Georgia for my job to North Carolina. And it was late and I was tired. So I stopped at some random hotel in South Carolina, somewhere in the middle of nowhere and uh, went to sleep. And then like during the middle of the night, like, like, I, I don't know if I was like half asleep or whatever, but I was like, woke up and it felt like someone was like trying to pull the covers off of me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like holding on to the covers. And I was just like, uh, you know, like it was just like one of those moments where it was just like you know if this cover comes off of me something bad's gonna happen so i was yeah. just holding on to the covers and then yeah, i guess i just went back to sleep or whatever and that, that was that was weird but like i've read up on it a little bit where like they say like like sleep paralysis or something like that yeah like mm-hmm. that was maybe what it was so I, I don't know what that was i don't know if that was sleep paralysis that was a ghost or something mm-hmm. I, you know so i just feel like something happened i don't know that like was a thanks podcast <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> um, I love yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I, I, uh, I would like to say out, but like I've had, I've had one. Actually, man and I experienced it together. So, Mike, I don't think I ever told you this. So, we this was years ago. We were hiking. Um, and it's funny that you say like Civil War shit, but yes. like we were, we were hiking at uh, Sweetwater. It was John Wilkes Booth, wasn't it? that's what you saw it was john wilkes it wasn't even that i saw anybody so we were just walking along at uh sweetwater creek state park right and they've got an old like cotton mill back there okay from the civil war like it's right on the river um and it was dude it was it was summertime it was like 95 degrees and you know how it is in georgia i mean it was hot as shit we were sweating our ass off and then we we walked we were walking kind of like close to the uh the the cotton mill and dude we walked through probably a five foot I don't know, a little stretch mm-hmm. that must have been 20 to 25 degrees colder. 
Like it was no, I, I mean, it, Man, I like okay. I was in, I was in front of her. I didn't, I noticed it. I was kind of like I shivered for a second, like, whoa, that was different, you know. And I didn't want to say anything. I turned around and she did the same thing. I was like, did you feel that? And she was like, yeah. She's like, that was like a lot. Like that was cold. We both had, we both had chills. Like our hair stood up, mm-hmm. and like we weren't. We were looking around trying to figure out like what's the logical explanation for this. Like, is there like anything you know that could have nothing? It was just a. It was just it was just odd, man. Like I have no explanation for it, but it both it freaked us both out a little bit because it was just man, y'all was, have um, scared some people during Halloween, man. Y'all gonna be the cause of people having anxiety. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it was not. I've never seen like anything, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it, it was just it was an odd occurrence. So, yeah, maybe all right, maybe. all right. So uh, let's see. Maddie Ice should retire and start the next phase of his career. Or whatever that might be, are you in or out, Aaron? I mean, if if I say in, if I'm in, then I I think he should retire. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in on that. I I don't. This Colts situation to me was like the best possible situation for him, and obviously it did not look like that. It didn't go that way. But I'm looking at I'm looking around the league, and I don't know, seeing what other situation he can go into where he could feel like. You know, he's got the offensive line, he's got the weapons, he's got the defense, and some team is just a quarterback away, and they just need his his leadership and, and his experience to get them some some wins. So I'm like, you know, he's made lots of money. He's got great family, great kids. Right. He's done a lot of great things in the community. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm, I won't fault him if he wants to keep playing, but I don't, I don't see those opportunities for him. And so, you know, if he wants to go out then i think it'd be a great time to do so mike buddy i know it's a tough one for you yeah. man but this is this is a aaron mike is like matt ryan super fan like so, so as this you is can tough. see behind me uh so i'll say this um i'm gonna shock the world with this and i'm gonna say yes and here's why um i i number one i think all the the teams he could go to that would be that's even possible are in our division. So no. Uh, and then two, um, I just don't want him to get shamed and embarrassed, man. I watch a few players play too long. Uh, I watch a few, when you start going, I didn't ever want to see, uh, uh, yeah, was it Emmett Smith in the Arizona yeah. Cardinal uniform. When we get to doing that, it, it, it ruins them like something in me, uh, is bothered by that and however childish that is it really is true and uh, I don't want to see you become a journeyman for two to three years be a backup and all that um, uh, so yeah I don't want to see you embarrass yourself and I think they embarrass you because they didn't do what they advertised and you just got the shit into the stick man and uh, to be honest I just hate it because I know he people will talk so much shit and say he was some shit with y'all and some shit over there. So y'all, so what's your excuse now? And they won't really analyze it to see what happened over there. So um, he just got the shit into the stick. But before it gets any worse, like uh, if you shit your pants and you get rained on, just go back in the house, man. It, you know, don't keep throughout your day. It's going to get worse. So I just want him to go. I don't want Matt Ryan embarrassed on any level. And he's already been embarrassed being benched for a really young player with no proven thing when like it was his fault, but yeah, I would, yes. To, for dignity purposes. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm into, yeah. I, I, 
I, I like Aaron said. I mean, that was the best you thought, at least best run, one of the best running backs, best off, offensive line. We've talked about it before, um, and then you know, nobody saw the enormous amount of turnovers that he's had issues with, the fumbles, interceptions. I mean, like you know, we talked about last week that um, that freaking uh, the the Broncos game, which was the worst game I think I've seen in my thirty some odd years of watching football. Yeah. Like um, that was, you know, when he had time to throw, he made not good decisions you know so it's just you could just you can just kind of tell you know like this is it's time buddy it's time to hang out but uh atl harris some people come for the football talk i come for mike's analogies hey man ain't no lie in that there's not a lie in that i feel like speaking of that i feel like we just pulled the plug on maddie like i really feel something in my chest like all three of us just agreed as brothers like this time like (laughs) i'm so sorry man i'm so sorry buddy i love you to death you're still my guy I yeah. mean, like, if there was a team that I thought, like, he could go to and, and still, you know, get some right. of that back. But, like, that, that's the thing with, with Matt, where it's like when you put him in a new system. We we saw that the last couple of years when we were changing coordinators. And you're, you you kind of see it in Indianapolis. Like, it takes him, like, two years to, to mm-hmm. sort of acclimate yeah. to the system. And I just that's don't it. know if any team is going to be – comfortable doing that if, if he don't hit the ground immediately running uh, you know and and so i'm just like what are you gonna like other than that like what are you gonna do mm-hmm. right and plus i mean folks have not mentioned well some people have i mean but frank reich's coaching for his job now so he's yeah. doing he's pulling whatever stops he has to make to uh to try to win or say hey well at least hey i brought the i brought the young guy in to give him a shot you know it didn't work mm-hmm. out you know type of thing so all right mike on to you buddy um i got one are you in or out that uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are washed? Like we just did, Matt, like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are done. I asked that because I'm in on that. Um, I'm going to tell you, I, I I was giving them passes because Tom Brady can't run the ball. He has limited resources, and Aaron Rodgers has limited resources. Um, but then uh, the more and more you watch, they just making bad throws. Like Like all that stuff I just said is true. But they are also making bad throws. Like they missing throw. They can't throw it deep. No, Tom Brady is missing. His deep throws look awful. And Aaron Rodgers even missing throws. So I would say I don't mean wash like completely done, but I mean like just as Matt Ryan. Like after this year, those three, like the three elder statesmen, it's it's time to go. It's a young man's league. That's um, you know Drew Brees just went. Now it's y'all's time. It's for those three to go. So I'm in. How about y'all? Yeah, I'm 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 in on that. Um I like it wouldn't shock me if if you know Tampa Bay and Green Bay figure some stuff out and you know make a run and and, and get into the playoffs, but you know, before those two guys in the playoffs you're like, "Oh, that that's going to be that's going to be a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they can be dangerous." And I'm at a point now where I'm like, "No, they're not going to be dangerous at all yep. in the in the postseason." And so whether that means they're they're washed or they're done completely, you know, we'll see, but like I think they've reached the point where you're no longer worried about, oh, we, we got to play the Packers today. And, you know, Rodgers is going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. We got to play the Bucks today. You know, oh, we, we're really worried about Tom Brady. And, and once they lose that, then it's all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy how fast that can happen? Like, yep. I mean, I know they're older, but man, like they both played well last year. You know, they, like that's what just, I'm saying. Like real just, well. Just, yeah. I mean, but just to see it, I mean, you could see, you know, Matt's a little bit last year for sure but yeah. I mean like these two like you know you, you didn't see that coming so yeah I mean I'm from what I've seen so far I'm in I mean I they neither one of them have shown anything to, to 
Like I'm like Aaron. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay could turn it around and win a division just because of the division that they're in. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, Green after watching that Green Bay Jets game, I mean, like, man, that's – that's what that's, I'm saying. That's pretty rough. Yep. Um, all right. Nothing to do with football whatsoever. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is superior to Starbucks coffee. Let's say you, Mike. It's it's against my religion to speak <laughs> ill of Starbucks. I won't go to heaven. So, no, <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge even the very note. I resent the implication, and I'm personally offended, buddy. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> uh, Aaron. Uh, you know, I got a contrarian streak in me. So there was, there was a, there was a while where I was like, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks. Just, you know, mm-hmm. to, just to have that spicy take. But I think if I'm being true to my heart, I, um, I'm out on that. Starbucks is the superior coffee. That's exact, man. That's like exactly my, and I'm kind of a, no, I'm not a cheap ass, but like, you know, it, you can go, you can go get a cold brew from stuff from Dunkin' for like three bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's damn near $5 at Starbucks, you know, yeah. that's, that's, but, but. I really like Starbucks more and that, that pains me. But like every time, like if me and Amanda are like, you know, let's go grab a coffee. She always, she prefers Dunkin', you know, and I'm, and I have the app and I get the free ones or whatever. And she's like, well, let's just go there. You have a free, like, yeah, you know, it's, but uh, yeah, I just prefer uh, the, the more expensive one. It sucks too. Cause yeah. I wish I, wish I liked the less expensive one, but uh, Mike, you got any, any, any other ones, buddy? Yeah, man. I got a, um, and speaking of coffee, I want to know some, are y'all in or out on drinking coffee <clears throat> after 3 PM? Cause I don't do that, and I did it yesterday, man. I felt like I was up to three a.m. Like I was supposed to. I had plans for this morning. Didn't get. I was sleep. Like I had. I had a whole day. Ask me what I did today. Absolutely nothing. Just because I had that coffee last night. Are y'all in or out? I didn't. I was not expecting it to. I had it around. It wasn't last night. I had around four. Man, I couldn't go to sleep. So are y'all in or out on that? Is that just me? No, no, no. I I am now out on it. I used to drink so much coffee that I could drink coffee. Yeah. Like my my tolerance was that high. Yeah. And like in recent years, I've cut back. But sometimes I'll still drink a late afternoon coffee like I'm like it used to be. Yeah. Like I used to love those like 2 p.m. coffees. That was like perfect for like the afternoon or whatever. Yeah. Get you through the night or whatever, not ruin your sleep cycle. But I, I done that. I did that like last week. And yeah, I stayed up to like three o'clock see what i'm saying yeah okay yeah yeah so yeah i I used to i used to be in on 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 that but now i'm out okay john 100 in yeah yeah (laughs) i i I have like some kind of stupid caffeine tolerance apparently so i mean like i i I do the morning one i do the afternoon just like aaron said typically two ish or something like that and then before i work out i've got a pre-workout with another 300 milligrams of caffeine in it so apparently yeah i'm just i mm-hmm. and i can sleep just fine so you know that's yeah I, I, it sucks too because I, I would like to save a little bit more money and not have that yeah but since we since we started making our own cold brew that that's actually cut back a little bit so that's helped out but making your what other podcast is the host <laughs> of making his own cold brew i don't even know what that mean it just sounds fancy the man is making his own cold brew hey man it's less acidic and it doesn't it's less acidic mm-hmm. out of your falcon mind i'm telling you you can't get this nowhere else all right man i, I dabbled in in the own the homemade cold brew during Look the summer this. how'd that how'd it go did you still do it or you don't do it now? uh I, you know I, I really like it when it's hot you know yeah. and, and not drinking that super hot cup of coffee first thing right. in the morning mm-hmm. you know drinking that cold cold brew so you can mm-hmm. kind of cool down a little bit 
so I haven't really done it too much now. The temperatures kind of turned, but I might get back into it this winter. Man, try uh, if you're doing it. Try the uh, I don't think the one we got is really good. Uh, Stone Stone Street from Amazon. Stone Street is it's like a it's it's made for the grounds is made for cold brew. Really, really, really damn good. And it's not it's like twenty six dollars. It's not bad. All right, my last one for you guys. Like you said, in the spirit of Halloween, you guys still watch Halloween special cartoons. In or like out. Charlie Brown? Yeah, whatever you want. Enter Charlie Brown. It could be Scooby-Doo, whatever. It don't matter. I go with the more of the movies. Like I, I like Halloween movies. I really have always enjoyed them. And I don't even like horror movies like to no level, but I like to watch them around Halloween. But I don't even know... Uh, the only cartoon I would know for Halloween is Scooby Doo, and anytime that's on, I'm watching. So if I if I was flipping Amen. and I saw it, I would watch. Yes, I'm in. I mean, the only cartoon that came to my mind was Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. It's, yeah, been, so. it's been a while since I watched that one, so <laughs> I guess I'm out. Yeah, man. I mean, my 12 year old, of course, I can use that as an excuse. I probably do yeah. it anyway. But I mean, like, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Scooby Doo guy. So like, any if they have any Scooby Doo Halloween specials, I'm on that. Um, it's probably the, the the great. I mean, Linus is just a crazy person in that in that one. But I mean, like, I'll, I'll still watch it. I mean, you know, just just for that uh, the nostalgia, I guess, of it. And some of the new ones, like I don't know if y'all are familiar with Loud House or not, but that's one of my no kids' favorite. Yeah, it's they've got a yeah. few uh, a few on there. I've, some of the new cartoons are terrible. But that was actually that one's that's actually pretty good. But uh, that's all I got for in or out, Mike. You got one more? I got one more, man. Um, I want to know uh, in or out. Are you guys ever impressed with uh, a player's professionalism? Like, and just to, just to have are you have you ever been in awe of something that was going on in, in the NFL and something happened where you felt like he's every right to you know, say what he wanted in the press conference or handle this inappropriately. And you were impressed with a specific person's response or how they behaved in the situation. Because I've seen it three times with Larry Fitzgerald coming to the slot, like just the, the kind of teammate he was, always wanting to help the team. Uh, I remember when Tony Romo lost the team to Dak, I thought I was in amazing awe of the way he handled that. Like, um, but then what just happened with Matt Ryan, just the, the answers he give, he giving him Aaron answers, man. I'm telling you, he give them Aaron answers that where you think I got it from? all of it. Like, yeah, and I'm just trying to tell you, like, so I was sitting there and I was listening to him answer. And I was like, man, he, he telling the truth. See, and the crazy part is he really going to try to help the man to his best ability. So I just was in awe of sometimes just how they handle certain situations. Have you guys ever had those situations? that you um observed yeah i mean i think you've that you could say that for matt's entire career i mean i think he he, he never once threw somebody underneath the bus or you know mm-hmm. always took the blame and that's just who he is i mean you know that's how he was raised i guess but yeah i mean there's yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same i was while you were talking mike i was trying to think of some examples because i'm like i know there's got to be an example but you bringing up the matt one is i think a great one so I'll just go with that one. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, I love there it. You well, there you go. That's Sin- you out of your falcon mind synergy, man. Come <laughs> on. We raise your vibratory spirit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. So we'll close it there, man. Um, again, man, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, today. man, it's, for sure. Uh, Thanks, Aaron. Got to come back on the show later on this yeah. year after hopefully we've made some uh, more progress and 
Oh, that was one thing I was going to ask you before we go, and that's that's my bad on this one. Um, for you, what, what's your what's your version of success for us this year? Is it is it making the playoffs? Is it just what what is it? what what is it? Considering I mean, where we, we're at now, right now, I mean, if they make the playoffs, great. You know, I'm not going to complain about the Falcons in the playoffs. You know, I I, I, I can't imagine who would. Well, I know a couple people that are yeah. pro tanking that would <laughs> we, we, we complain about it. But thank you, ATL. Um, for me, like, I want to see this offense, this passing game be decent. Like, I, we ain't ever going to be the team that's throwing the ball 40 times a game. And, right. you know, as Mike, you said, you know, throwing for 250 plus yards every single week. That's that's not in the cards. But, you know, can can we see this passing attack and not feel like, oh, no, we fell down two scores. There's no chance of us coming back into into this game. It's like so like to me, just seeing more balanced seeing this passing attack evolve a little bit more and this offense evolve a little bit more. If they get to the end of the year and we're seeing that, and even if they miss the playoffs, that to me is a successful year more so than, you know, how many games they win. Cause again, unlike Mike, I, I do not expect them to, to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so even if they make the playoffs, I'm just going to be like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Mike, I, didn't, I mean, you can answer that question too, Mike. What's your version of success based on where we're at right now? And don't say Super Bowl. I mean, like I'm saying, like, um, no, here's what I'm here's what I want to say. Um, I expect them to get better every week as a unit, like overall. So what I'm saying is I believe when we do that, sky's the limit in our division. We can win a division, we can get in the playoffs, scoring 28 points a game, we can beat any team in the playoffs. But the defense, if those players don't come back this year, so I mean they'll we going home, like we because the deep wait. Yeah, we going home. So that's the only thing. So, so that was my point earlier when I said, just imagine when the man gets some money to spend. Like yeah. that can happen this year. Far fetch, however you want to say, it could happen. It's on the table. Just imagine next year when we got money to spend. Yeah, I mean, so I'm always gonna say yeah, but I say we can we could win the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think next year if we're not, I mean, depending on the, some of the moves that other teams may make, but I mean, uh, if we're not. We're in the division next year. I'm, I'll be pretty disappointed just based yeah. on where we're at now and where we what we could accomplish between now and you know the start of next season, uh-huh. and, and with free agency and, and the draft and everything. So, um, but yeah, all right, man. Well, Aaron, thank you, buddy, and uh, we'll be back, guys. Um, I do not. My kid does not have a baseball game on Sunday, so more than likely, Mike, we'll be able to do the recap show either Sunday night or Monday, whatever's good uh-huh. for you. Um, and hopefully, we're capping a win. I mean, Mike's pretty confident about it. I yep. feel pretty good about it. I mean. Yep. I would be a lot more confident if they they just know how to beat the beat the Bucks twenty one to three. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a little bit of doubt crept in there to my brain, but hopefully that <laughs> that'll be gone away. Uh, and like I said, we'll be back. You guys, again, thanks for watching us. Thanks for joining in the discussion. Um, again, you can watch us on YouTube every week. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Like I said, if you're on those two platforms, drop us a five star review. If you write something nice for us on iTunes, I'll be happy to shout you out on the show like I did for Chocolate Thunder 22 last week. And that was a great one. And uh, strip a name. Mike, Mike loved the name. Yep. So we will catch hey, man, you guys. We yeah. made it. So y'all, because I ain't listening to no hey, We made it. We got Aaron on the show. Hey, mind if you listening, I made it. I'm a success. 
Yeah, hey, no, but but for real, y'all go follow Aaron if you're not already. He's at Falc Fans. Listen to Locked On Falcons every day. It's great content as always, and uh, like I said, keeps us all level headed and uh, not getting too high, not getting too low. That's right where you want to be as a Falcons fan. You don't want to be too high because damn it, you're going to get hurt at some point. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> Mike's leaving the room as we speak. All right, we appreciate you guys out of your Falcon mind. Much love, guys. Peace.